This is Bedside, a podcast series on a mission to debunk sex. I'm your host, Tatiana, and each week we'll uncover stories, ideas, routines, and expert information to help guide you on your ever-evolving journey of good sex. We believe that through democratizing sexual wellness, we can shift cultural taboos and make way for authentic and limitless access to pleasure, joy, and connection to the body. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Bedside Podcast. Today, I'm excited to introduce you again to Dirty Lola for part two of our interview. So if you haven't listened to part one, I urge you to go listen to that episode called Getting Kinky. And today's episode is where we really get into sex toys. You know, a lot of the time, people can be really apprehensive about how to shop for sex toys, what they're looking for what their partners are looking for, how to co-create an experience together. So I get into all of that and more with Lola today, as well as intricacies around butt play. This is a really, really fun and informative episode, so I can't wait for you to tune in. We also get into best practices around you know, playing with toys and experimenting with butt play in a safe way, what it looks like to kind of start as a beginner and go a little bit more advanced, if you will. So, you know, we really cover the spectrum of play and exploring. So I hope you love this episode as much as I do. Let's get into it. Kind of segueing from kink a bit, I really wanted to chat with you about toys and how we can begin experimenting a little bit more with that. So you're a self-proclaimed dildo slinger, which is an amazing term, by the way. But I think a lot of people are apprehensive to playing around with toys and just feeling like they're welcome in that space or that there's room for them or that it's not too advanced. I think some people look at it and they're like, oh my gosh, well, that is too much for where I'm currently at. So I would love to get an understanding from you about how we can kind of begin to explore more with other tools and toys with our pleasure and maybe even our kink. Like, how can we begin to get curious about it? I think the main thing and the biggest thing is realizing that all toys are not the same. Even when they look the same, there are going to be things that are different about them. And all of those differences are because our bodies are so different. We're different from person to person. Our bodies are vastly different in how we experience pleasure, what feels good to us, what our body needs in order to reach orgasm, if that's a goal. And also our needs, our needs are going to be different. Like, am I using this with a partner? Am I using this by myself? Am I using this with multiple partners? Do I have more partners I want to be able to share this with? There's so many different reasons why you're buying toys. And I think people kind of go in with this very narrow-minded 
we are one bodied and so why are there so many toys like that is a question i get asked why are there so many and why do you have like eight different rabbit and i'm like well that one might work for you but that one way better for somebody else and all of these could work for you but there's going to be somebody that these don't all work for that they don't prefer them and then you have different subcategories of toys that do very specific job like we have g-spot toys that are shaped and designed very specifically to be stimulating that part of the inner clitoris and you have the air pulse suction toys that are designed to like work and stimulate your clitoris in a very specific way so it's like opening your mind and realizing that there's so many things out there because there's so many jobs to do and because we are also different so it's not saying all of these things are going to be for you and you have to make your decision off of all of these it's narrowing it down to what you need and what you like. And that can be very hard because those are not questions people have asked themselves. Those are definitely not most people who come in never owned a toy. They don't know what kind of sensation they like. You can explain buzzy and rumbly and you can even pick up a toy and go, this is buzzy. This is rumbly. They have no idea how that's going to translate once it's touching their body or inside of their body. So that's, it's like trying to communicate these things with folks and have their minds open to, if you buy one, you can come back and buy another. It's okay to have more than one toy and to experiment and see what works for you. You don't have to spend $200 on every toy you buy. There's so many toys out there now that are in the low to mid range price that are made from silicone or silicone coated that are rechargeable. We have a $20 bullet shag that's rechargeable. Unheard of 10 years ago, right? Everything had those little button batteries or it had regular batteries. Now, most things are rechargeable because the tech isn't so cheap now because it's used so widely that it's able to be more affordable. So it's getting people to wrap their heads around that it's okay to have more than one thing. It's okay for everything to not work for you, but also that a lot of these things might work for you. And it's okay if you want to buy all of these things. It's okay if you want like 10 dildos, get them. And they might all serve a different purpose. And it's hard for me because sometimes I'm like, why don't you, why can't you see why you would want three different dildos? Like these three different dildos are very different. <laughs> This one's got a suction cup and this one has balls and a suction cup. What if that's your jam? This one's very girthy and veiny. This one's got a little curve to it and it's got no texture on it at all. And this one's very slim and they all can be used for different things. They're all going to feel different and give you different sensations. And if people get very locked into, well, what's going to make me come? People get, even when they're having sex without toys, they get locked into a formula. If they figure out something works, and that's where we get into this idea of vanilla, quote unquote, sex, where people are falling into this formula. They get stuck in the loop of it. And it's when people want to spice things up, it's because they want to get out of the loop. But when you're trying to learn or get into toys, it's hard because you don't even have a starting point for what's going to work. So I want people to come in with, a little bit more knowledge about themselves, their bodies. And you're not going to be able to tell me what sensations, but do you know how you orgasm? Have you been able to orgasm from internal alone? Do you orgasm from both? Do you orgasm just from clitoral? Are you open to exploring a new way to have an orgasm? Or are you looking for a way to make the way you already orgasm easier or figure out some different sensations? So those are the things that I try to ask folks 
and we try to narrow things down when they come in. Do you know what type of thing you're looking for or who you want to use it with? Everybody goes, I want a couple's toy. And I'm like, every toy is a couple's toy. <laughs> every toy is a couple's toy because your partner should be okay wielding this wand or bullet or rabbit toy, holding it and using it on you. It's a couple's toy if you're using it together. It can be a couple's toy. There are things that are made to make being together a little bit easier, like the Eva by Dame, it stays in place and it's wearable. The Sync by WeVibe, that's meant you can wear it and be penetrated. So there are things that are, yes, definitely shaped for when you have a partner, but you can also use both of those toys by yourself. Out of curiosity, because this has been a narrative that I've witnessed come up a couple times on Bedside, we do these fun Q&As and I've gotten a lot of questions from specifically heterosexual males around butt play or doing anal. It's really interesting because from what I've witnessed, we've pretty much culturally written off the booty. (laughs) And when it comes specifically to heteronormative males, there's a lot of stigma. And I think I've noticed a lot of fear around people being like, well, how do I bring this up? Because they actually like it or I think I might like it. So I'd love to hear about your perspective on anal play and also how we can begin reversing a bit of that stigma around it. So just out the gate, realizing that liking sexual acts do not decide your sexuality. There are gay men who do not like penetration. Literally gay men who will not ever be penetrated, do not want penetration, do not like it. Maybe they've tried it and didn't like it. Maybe they never tried it and they don't want it. And they are solidly gay and attracted to men, but they never want to be penetrated. So if you are a man who wants to be penetrated, it doesn't make you gay. It means you're a man who wants something in his butt. And it's the same way if you're not a lesbian because you go down on a woman, it doesn't make you a lesbian. People tie these things into our sexuality that don't need to be tethered to our sexuality. There's a reason why butt stuff can feel good for a man because of the prostate. And now prostates do not feel great for everyone. It's the same thing with the juice spot. For some folks, it's going to feel really pleasurable to massage the prostate. Some folks might experience no pleasure from it at all. This might be like another day. And some folks, it might be a little bit painful. It might just be too much and they might not enjoy it at all. But the truth is the prostate is a part of the male anatomy that actually needs to be milked. It's part of what creates ejaculate. It feeds in and mixes with semen and that's how you get your ejaculate. It's something that as you age, if you haven't been massaging it and taking care of it, releasing the liquid, you can end up with an enlarged prostate, prostate cancer. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to be in your 60s being told by your doctor, you got to stick something up your butt and massage it. And I say that to men all the time. I'm like, you can either explore it now and maybe get some pleasurable benefits from it or wait till you're 60 and have a doctor telling you this is the thing standing between you and being healthy is milking your prostate. One of the big major sex toy companies, Aneros, that makes butt stuff, they started out as a medical company 
that were making tools for men to milk their prostate when they were having issues. So they were making medical devices and then they were writing letters and the men were like, am I supposed to be having an orgasm? I think I'm orgasming. Am I supposed to be orgasming? Am I doing something wrong? And I was like, oh no, this is a thing. So it's not to say you're going to enjoy it. And I never want to do what has been historically done to women of, well, you might try it. Have you tried it? You haven't liked it but you might enjoy it. It might be something you like. And I give the same advice to everyone across the board about butt stuff. Don't start with a toy, start with gloves and lube. That's your first thing to start with. So either your own hand or your partner's hand, but some nice, sexy black gloves and a really good cushy lube and just experimenting, seeing if you enjoy that sensation. See if you even like, sometimes it's just the fullness. Sometimes it's the actual massaging of the prostate. Sometimes you don't even want things to move. You just want something to sit static while you're being stimulated in another way. These are all things that are okay to try and experiment with. And it doesn't make you gay. It doesn't change your sexuality. It's just another way to enjoy pleasure. And so I try to let men know that when they come in and they're curious or when they're with their partners and they're afraid to have that conversation with them. And I need with like, hey, do you actually have a pleasure button that it's hard for you to reach. You can press on the perineum and it can massage that to a bit from the outside. But if you have a deeper set prostate, you might not feel that. It might not be the same for you. But there's reasons why that might feel like it's a thing you might enjoy. And then, you know, you could try it. You don't like it. You don't have to keep doing it. And I think a lot of the stigma also comes from the pegging and people talk about pegging and they look at that as a submissive thing. And it can be. That is a tool that is very used in that dynamic and those who love it. But I also know a lot of dominants who enjoy butt stuff and it's an act of service to peg your dom and something they enjoy. I mean, they can still be men and men and be pegged because it's just an enjoyable part. If you look at it as how can I give my partner the ultimate pleasure and that when you take that into consideration why wouldn't you want to give the person you love the ultimate pleasure and i say the same thing to men who come into sex shops and feel intimidated by sex toys i'm like this is a teammate you're picking out a teammate you're picking out a tool you would not build a house without a hammer this is your hammer this is your tool i'm like you don't vibrate i know you want to i know you think you can but you can't the statistics if you saw principles of pleasure we know the orgasm gap most women, most folks with vulvas need that clitoral stimulation in order to get off. So it can be something you use. It's like, yes, and penises alone just aren't going to do it because we don't all come through internal stimulation. And that's just not how we're made. And it comes from a place of not being taught and a lack of understanding around it. But I always try to frame it. Don't you want them to feel good? And why are you looking at it? Because the vibe alone could just be sitting on the bed is not going to make someone have an orgasm. It's how you wield it that's going to lead to the orgasm. So you can help with that in some way, shape, or form. You're still a part of that orgasm happening. If you're going to pout about it and sit on the edge of the bed or leave the room when your partner wants to use a vibe, you don't get to be a part of that. So you definitely aren't a part of the orgasming. You're definitely not a part of that pleasure story with your partner because you've taken yourself out of the equation. So keep yourself in the equation and look at it like, what would get my partner to the most pleasurable place? And how happy would that be? Let's practice having compersion for our partner's pleasure and what they need to get there. My favorite dynamic is 
the very excited wife who's so excited that her husband finally wants to try something in his butt and she's like skipping in and she's like what do we buy and cheering so excited and i'm like this is the most adorable thing because she's so excited to get him home and like you're gonna love it that's what i want that cheerleader who's like we're gonna do it we're gonna get you that orgasm I love that. And I want more people to be like that. What do you need? What help you? Let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. And being real about why it makes you feel inadequate. Because if your partner's like, oh, no, this is not going to replace you. I would love to use this with you. Give them space to talk to you about it. But when you make jokes about it or you poo it, it starts to separate. And then it becomes where the interactions that make me feel very sad are when the women come in and they're like buying something that they're going to hide that they're going to use in the bathroom when everybody's asleep at night. And I've had those conversations. I need something very quiet because this is the only time I can masturbate is if I'm in the bathroom with the door closed and my husband can't know that I have this because he'll get very upset and I don't want to hurt his feelings. That makes my heart hurt because it means that they're not having the best relationship they could have. They're not having the most pleasure that either of them could have. And it's just, ah. I can imagine just being like, I wish that you could bring your partner in and like maybe change the narrative here, you know? And I've had that too, where I'm like, bring them in where where we can have that conversation. And I'll be the one to go like, what, what about this makes you feel sad? And some of it is just not understanding. You have those conversations about men feeling like too many dicks inside or like it's going to stretch you out. And it's like, that's not how vaginas work. Or, well, you're not going to like mine if you're putting something bigger in there. And it's like, no, if it goes back after a baby, believe me, it's going to go back after that bitter dildo. And it's because they watch porn. And I will say that. And they're seeing what's happening to porn stars' bodies. And it's like, okay, do you get that gaping and things like that happen? because of vigorous constant we're talking about shooting every day doing multiple scenes with very large dicks all these things and they're purposely dilating themselves to be able to do certain things for film it's like an athlete training and modifying their body in a way so that they can do their craft they can do their sport that's what point stars are doing it's not real life so when you see that stuff and then you go look at your wife and it's like really sir Y'all aren't having that kind of sex. Unless you know something I don't know about your wife. I don't think that's going to be a thing. And I try to tell people that. I'm like, that stuff can happen. But that is with extended use. It's like if you wore a sweater real hard every day for a year. And every day you came home, took it off, washed it, dried it, put it back on. That sweater is going to fucking fall apart at the end of the year. New Year, that sweater is just going to explode off your body. But you could also keep that same sweater for your whole life and it not really change shape that much if you took care of it that's what bodies are is we take care of them the vaginal canal is made to go back to its shape after babies we're magic like that that's how our bodies are made they're magical so it's happened having those conversations and making them laugh and getting into the root of what's taken root in their head, why they feel that way. I feel like I've gotten through. I feel like I've had moments where I've had the husband's laugh and then they're like, okay. It's because they've never had the education or real talk around it. It's been so hush-hush and kind of figure it out for yourself. And here are these confined rules that you need to quote-unquote follow. And so, of course, people are going to have these ideas and personalize something like that. So I love it. You're really changing like people's sex lives one conversation at a time. (laughs) There's so many different things and ways I can go here. So quickly circumventing back to 
playing around with anal stimulation and getting into exploring what that can be like. You mentioned using a glove, lube, playing around with that. What would phase two potentially look like? Getting like a kit of some type. So Vive makes these really rad kits. And I'm not just saying that because I was their brand ambassador, but I really loved the stuff they made because they had an anal trading kit and it came with three different plug sizes that were graduated in size. It came with a very thick instruction book that talked about everything from mindset to hygiene. So before you even start, you're getting a full lesson on why butt stuff might feel good to you, why people like butt things, all those little things that are in your head that are like, I don't know if you still are having those moments to like how to insert, how to clean, how to take care of your body. All of that's there in one kit. And I like that you can start out in a place and move up and get different experiences from the plugs they sell. Cause like the first one is like a stationary plug. And then there's one that vibrates. So you can try out vibration and you're getting it all in one package that you can use over time. And then they also make one that's for G-Spot, P-Spot pleasure. So it comes with a wand and an attachment, and it gives you all the information about that and how you do that. And it also comes with a lube shooter to make getting lube inside easier because that makes anal better. is not just the outside, but getting some lube inside. And it comes with little finger cots, and which are little finger gloves and gloves and things. So you kind of get everything that you would need to keep exploring. And they have education on their website where there's ideas so like if you're kind of stuck you're not sure how you want to use the toy there's whole articles on their website to say like here's how you might have fun with this vibrating butt plug that you buy from us here's some ideas and i love that because it gives you another step and a place to grow and experiment without you having to go buy 30 things and it's got built-in instructions so i love something like that even if you don't go for a kit if you were just doing fingers and your next step is just like a small plug something you can wear, or if you know you want it for play, like you want it to be stimulated, going in and talking to someone in a shop like me and saying like, we want something like this because like there's dildos, right? That are perfect for butt play that, especially if you're still in the beginnerish stage, but not quite ready for like bigger size dildos, like finding things and you're like, oh yeah, I can use this in play. So you can move up that way as well. Just go in and move up to a toy. I have people that come in all the time and I gauge like, have you ever had anything in your butt? And if it's no, we go for the gloves. But if you're like, oh yeah, I've done fingers or they'll say like a couple times I've done anal sex, but it was uncomfortable. So that's why I'm here. And I'm like, oh, I got you. You need to get used to like having the feeling of something inside you. So you can move up from there and everybody's going to be a little different. So you might go and like that beginner plug might really feel like it's too beginner for you, but so you can ask for like another step up. But remember our butts are very greedy and our eyes are actually more greedy. Our eyes are always bigger than our buttholes. I can't tell you how many times people have picked something up and they're like, what about this? And it's just this huge plug. And you just told me you've only had like a finger. <laughs> Why would you pick that? Why would you pick that up? I'm like, this is maybe your third base. Let's go phase two first. <laughs> There's a lot of companies besides Viva that are making plugs of all sizes. So like Tantus is another really great company. There's a lot of good butt stuff. And I like them because they make a lot of fun shapes and textures in butt stuff. 
that come in like I'm a phase two butt person. So they're not huge, but you can still get uh, the fun shapes. Cause that's the thing also is that all the bigger plugs tend to look fun and you're like, I would love to feel what that feels like, but it's going to be too big. So I love, they do make a lot of things that have like ridges or are like the anal beads that are stationary so that you're not doing the gathering and they're going in and out and stuff. And so all of those are fun. So yeah, it's like going in and kind of looking, but being honest about where you are. And so this is where we go back to talking, knowing stuff about your body. So when you go in and you're like, hi, I'm looking for butt stuff. I've done fingers. This is where I am. You make my job so easy because then I can go to the shelf and go, okay, here are, the, here are the things, right? And then I'm like, what's catching your eye? And if they go for the bigger thing, we can talk about it. I'm like, if you feel like this is really going to be the thing, but if your budget is only big enough for the one thing right now, let's do this. But if you can come back and you've got money to get another, like, okay, go for the bigger one. You can always size down. We can have that conversation because no shame in the game. I always start with what's your budget. I don't want to show you things that are like way out of your budget and you fall in love and then you're like, well, I can't afford that right now. I don't want that moment. Yes. You also, on the principles of pleasure, we're talking about the importance of having a base on toys. Can you explain that with anal play? <laughs> so anything you put up your butt, please don't put Benoit balls up your butt. I don't know why. That is literally a question I get asked every shift. Somebody picks up the pack of pinball balls, which are like two metal balls, and you can use them for Kegel exercise or also wear them during sex. People always go, but, and I'm like, no, it doesn't go in your butt. No, what? No, why would you put two marbles up your butt? They're not going to come back. And it's because people think, oh, you poop. So things come down. It's like actually butts are vacuums. And so they really want to suck things in. That's why if you pick a plug that is the right size for you, if you lube yourself right and position it, your butt will actually suck it in. But that's also why when things don't have a good, nice face on the bottom, things you're putting in your butt or a handle that somebody's going to be holding on to, your butt wants to take it and it wants to keep pushing it and it ends up in your intestines and you have to go to the doctor. And that's a real thing. That's why we see all those like weird, like somebody put a hammer in there or a jar or pickle that didn't a cucumber that didn't come back and it's because your butt is like slurped it right up i have a family member who is in the medical field and does pathology and i remember they were like yeah so i had a patient come in because they got something stuck while they were playing in their butt and they had to write the diagnosis but they were like feeling really bad for the person because obviously they're going to be super embarrassed and this is going on your medical record so like they were trying I remember them explaining to me like they were trying to like explain how to put it like medically on the chart that wasn't going to out them in any way (laughs) so guys it's real and like people see it (laughs) they do they do see it and it sometimes it's not even that you're trying to be it's like people don't think right they You might be using something long and cylindrical that you think you can hold on to and you're like really into it or you don't really have the grip on it. You thought and it gets sucked in the terror of when something that you have in your butt and you thought you could get back out and get sucked in. I've had it happen because I was like, I thought I could hold on to it. It was like a dildo I had and it didn't have a base. It was like this wood, wonderful wood thing that was meant to be vaginally used. But I was like, I could probably do this. No, I got it out because... If you're lucky, you can, sometimes it will come down. And I was like, oh my God. But that was my 
second, no base, no trace, like, okay, I got to really be careful. And only if I want this in my butt, I have to make sure a partner is really holding on to it. So you just want to make sure it's substantial so that it's not going to get sucked in. It might have a base, like my first plug set, the bases were not wide enough and it had this little like ring on the end. So it was like a plug with the base and then it had a ring. So you could like pull it out really easy. I'm just feeling uncomfortable and I had it in and I had been wearing it and I was at work and I'm like, this feels really uncomfortable. And I go in the bathroom and all I can feel is the very end of the ring because the base had made its way in. And so now I'm like grabbing that ring and hoping it doesn't pop and like trying to pull it out. And I be like, oh, this base is not big enough. And I had to throw the whole set away. And so that's the thing, like when you're looking for quality toys, especially butt toys, it's like making sure there's a good base or you sell these with this one set and it has like a hole in it. So you can put your finger in it. So if somebody's playing with you, they can use it. But if you want to use it alone, you need to like, you can put like a bullet vibe through it so that the bullet vibe creates the base. And I always tell people, if you're not going to use this with a partner, make sure you're buying a vibe to insert in this so that you're using it as a base because it will disappear. Like we don't think it will, but our butts will take it. Bodies are magical and they do things we do not expect them to do. You know, then you end up having a doctor try to figure out a way to write on your medical chart that you've got something stuck up there. You know, and it happens to the best of us, right? Like it does. It's happened like even me when I was still learning, I had those moments, but I cataloged them and I'm like, listen, I'm speaking from experience. I know this can happen to you. You have to be very careful. I love it. Okay. So my last question for you, Lola, is what is currently on your bedside table at the moment? Ooh. So always my magic wand hangs off the side of my bed. It's like a command hook and two, and I use two zip ties to create like a loop on my magic wand so I can just hang it. It charges there. I ran the charger cord up behind my like headboard so I can like charge it to plug because I got the rechargeable one. So when I like charge it in, it's all there. It's very handy. That one lives always hanging there. And then next in line to be grabbed is I have a womanizer to go that it looks like a giant lipstick. I don't think they're making it anymore. And I really want them to bring it back because it is my absolute favorite air pulse toy of all the ones I've tried. They're all wonderful. Like they are a wonderful toy. If you're wondering if you should try them out, I think they are a really fun, great way to have an orgasm. But this one is just my fave. Like it just does everything I want it to do. And then I have a cute little dildo set from Blush that I really like. That when I'm feeling like having something inside, like I use them because they're they have very subtle texture on them. They have like a very subtle curve, and they're really nice, and they feel velvety, and it's a really nice set. But those are like the toys that I kind of keep and or travel with. Ooh, I love that. Probably the best bedside setup I've heard with the like hanging wand that is pretty unique I'm obsessed with that <laughs> that is I need to do like a, I was like, I should a how do to. A, an Instagram live where I show people how to like because you could do it with most of your toys you can do it with any wand uh, as long as you do it with a lot of things and just hang it especially if you're in a small space I live in New York <laughs> yeah you got to utilize all the corners and hooks and sections you can <laughs> All right. So tell us where we can connect with you online and like hear more of your work. Drop all the links. Yeah. 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dirty Lola. And then if you want to know more about the work I do, you can check out DirtyLola.co. Amazing. And everybody go check out The Principles of Pleasure on Netflix where Lola is featured and goes into even more detail around all this sort of stuff. So it is just such a great series. So definitely tune in. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining. This was filled with such a wealth of knowledge and just thanks for sharing so much about your own story and just like ways that we can access our own fun bits of pleasure and play. So yay. Just thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Bedside Podcast. If you liked this episode and want to follow along with similar stories and interviews, be sure to check out our Instagram at The Bedside and thebedside.co online. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and of course, share with your friends. It's the best way you can support us and our good sex mission. Thank you for listening.